Thank you so much for being patient, Jay, this evening. I know we're behind schedule. How are you? How are you? I'm great. Was in a bad mood, but now I'm in a good mood knowing that I'm going to be talking about games for the next however long. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, Jay, before we get there, mm-hmm. here's one for you. What animal is Thor looking for when he enters the Pet Palace store in the first Thor movie? Now, I can give you either four <laughs> optional answers or two optional answers. I will give you four. Okay. A, an eagle. B, an elephant. C, a horse. Or D, a llama. Oh, I can repeat the question. Yeah, you repeat the question really quick. What animal is Thor looking for when he enters the Pet Palace store in the first Thor movie? Otherwise known as Thor. A, an eagle. B, an elephant. C, a horse. D, a llama. I honestly don't even remember this scene. But if I had to... I mean, I feel like it'd be a 50-50. I'm going to go with elephant. It is C, a horse. Damn it, I thought that was too obvious of an answer. I thought it being thought he might just go for something really ridiculous, but yeah, I mean, yeah, well. like he's drunk or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't yeah, even yeah. remember that. He... The pet palace. I don't even like. That doesn't even sound familiar to me. Mate, haven't got a clue. Okay. Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell you the scene. That scene. Couldn't tell you. It's been a while. Try and turn my mic so the, I'm a little uh, bit more towards one. the. Sorry. I it's been a while since I've watched the first one. So. Which one's your favourite Thor? <sighs> I actually like the second one. A lot of people don't, but I do. I wouldn't say it's the best, but it's definitely like. I think it's good because I know the the director wanted to get his own Snyder cut for the second one, right? You're joking. Yeah, that's what he said. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Jay, look, we've got a huge show ahead of us. We've got the full reboot edition today. Um, I think there even might be some more additions in the future, but for now, in terms of the actual structure of what we're talking about, this is it. Uh-huh. So before we begin, I want to give a couple of shout outs. First of all, to the guy that, in a way, caused us to go on a break and reevaluate the show and made me take a look at the quality of the show and the assets and the imagery and to go, actually, you know what? This needs to be better. And that man is Mark Chamberlain. Oh, wow. Now, I haven't okay. told you this yet, Jay. Uh-oh. Um, your dad emailed us. Of course he did. And I should get the email up, really, so oh, I'm breaking my own rules. I know that um, he's listening to this on Sunday while he's walking the dog, and he's probably going to be loving this. Is he walking like Adam Buxton walks yep. crazy in the morning? That's exactly, yeah. yeah. He'll love that you mentioned that. I didn't know he had that. a dog. What sort of dog? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I know it's the same dog that I, uh, there's a Pokemon that's it, it's based on, but I, yeah. Okay. So Mark it, emailed <laughs> me twice on the 4th of January. Oh, God. One of them was to ask for a shout-out for a streamer called Sakushi Adam, Adamina. Or Adamina. Yeah. Uh, apologies if I've butchered that. Um, he's a really cool streamer, and um, he recommended that maybe, you know, we... we we'd either check his stuff out or you know see if he'd come on the show but basically mark to put it bluntly to you um the show's probably not big enough for him to be interested in us however that's what spurred me on or us on 
to um, reevaluate the show, take a break, I moved house, and then to come back when we were ready with the time and the assets to really go, you know what, this is half decent. And I get excited when I'm seeing Jay's reaction to some of the stuff, you know, we're doing like backgrounds and stuff, and he's like, oh, this looks really good. Yeah, I mean, it is decent. Well, it's very decent. If if Jay likes it, then we're doing something right. And then, Mark, you emailed us a second time. Um, So, Jay... Uh, he nicknamed me Knickers, which okay. I am interested about. Um, I don't and know then about he that basically, one. He, uh, I don't either. And then he basically was going on about how I don't understand how Stadia works. So he explained you need a controller, which costs sixty two ninety nine. By the way, Mark, more expensive than a console controller, but we'll move on. And then you get a free Chromecast that plugs into your TV, and then you basically stream it in 4K at 60 frames per second or better from that, and that's basically it. And then you've got the subscription or whatever. He then says it's the future, there will be no more consoles. And Mark, I actually agree with that sentiment. I just, I'm not sure it's it's yet. I agree that, you know, in the future, future, we'll just plug a stick in or not even and we'll just like turn on the TV and we'll just play a game. I mean, that basically is what Stadia is. I mean, I have one. Right. Which I forgot to mention last last time, but I do have one. Dad gave me one. And I tried it out and yeah, it does work. It's it's it is basically that like you plug it in, set it all up. 60 frames, 4K, all good to go. No, no oh, need to, to download the game. You just stream it. And I like to say, ideal, I think honestly. that is the future. But it's just a case of, is that going to be the future yet? I'm not sure. Especially with these uh, consoles selling the way they are. But... I was going to say, I feel like the problem with it is that Microsoft and, Play- and uh, Sony already have so many years of loyalty there, if that makes sense. Like, they kind of have that, you know, brand that just everybody knows. And people Absolutely. tend people tend not to want to change technology too much. Like if you have an iPhone, you're a lot less likely to want to change over to an Android and vice versa. Like you kind of just stick with what you know, you know. And I feel like uh, Stadia's a bit too of a, too much of a of a of a gamble for a lot of people. And then also, it's just not a lot of people really know what it's about. So I think once it's been around for long enough and it sort of evolves, I reckon people will probably they'll probably get a bit more of a you know, people playing it. I don't know. I agree. Um, I'm not sure it'll be long enough, round long enough for people to, you know. Yeah, that's the point. That's the problem with a lot of like products is that if they're around too long without enough of an audience, they just tend to die out. Right. Because obviously right. they're not being, you know. And no I agree, by the way, Jay, in. with what you're saying about you know familiar with what you own. However, I guess that the the one objection that comes to mind with that. Is that of course that the majority of 360 owners ended up buying a PS4, so to speak, if you know what I mean? Yep. Um, well, they must have, I assume, because of the numbers. But so that's interesting. But anyway, that uh. was obviously a, a very uh, wild case. But you're right. I'm I'm not going to any other sort of phone. No, no way. No way. No. What have you got? So you got an iPhone Mark? or an Android? iPhone, mate. Uh, okay. iPhone. Okay. You know when people are like, oh, have you tried Android? I'm like, I feel like Android would actually Android. be better for me because it's a lot better for mobile gaming in some respects. Depending on the one you get. Uh, well, that you no, can get like, just... specially made of gaming phones, can't you? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I think a lot of the time they're Android. They run off of the Google Play Store, and a lot of the time you can get um, certain mobile games you can have more access to betas and stuff it's a lot easier to do apks 
on an Android phone, which is basically like downloading the game. But I mean, it's, you, most of the time it's, it's a free game you can download, but you can basically make any game um, that isn't always accessible on the Play Store still run on that phone, basically. So, got you. There's like you know a lot okay. of YouTubers who do that. So it would be nice to have okay. that, but I, I think it'd be too How much of a hassle. How do they stream on a phone, Jay? Do they just do they you know literally what? just do it on the phone? I don't know. I think there's like a, there's a cable, like a HDMI thing they have to plug in, all sorts oh, of stuff. Okay. I think a lot of time they have a special phone for it. Do I know you, there's one watch... guy who has a like a gaming phone. So, do you watch streamers play mobile games? Yeah, I mean, I don't play them. I don't watch them necessarily play the game. I watch them if there's like a gacha game. They'll tend to like play it and sort of showcase characters or like tier lists and stuff. Like different builds for stuff. So yeah, sometimes there's one guy in particular, I think called Vulcan, V-O-L-K-I-N. I think he's like an Australian guy. He's he's probably my my go-to guy at the minute. Yeah. Okay, cool. So shout out to Mark. Mm. Uh, shout out to my brother L, who oh, has yeah, designed, especially, yeah. designed all of the new imagery. I'll say, um, the backgrounds, the logo. For me personally, Jay, um, I think our small logo. Is one of the best logos I've ever seen, in my opinion. Um, oh, okay. I, yeah. I love it. So, big shout out to L. And... I like the colours. That's my favourite. I think. Colors great colour scheme. Great colour scheme. We were um, we went back and forth on the colour palette. He showed me this website, and it was uh, yeah, it was it was good. And then I think last shout out is to you, Jay, for putting up with my delays <laughs> for the last six months or more, um, because fast. I know that. Jay's very, very keen on doing the show and all the podcasts, whatever. And, um, you know, we like we say, this is gaming therapy for us. We've got loads of opinions we want to shout out to the universe. That was, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, the therapy aspect of it is just getting it, like, off my chest. Like, I don't really have a lot of people to talk to about certain gaming things that I know you would understand. Like, I don't, I don't have to, like, explain as much to you because you just already know, like, what's going on. So... Well, like today, you messaged me. No, I messaged you about this thing that came about, and then we'll talk about later. We'll talk about both these later. And then you messaged me about a thing, and I was like, oh, yeah. And like, we both know what they mean without <laughs> even having to explain, you know? Yeah, there was Actually, one thing. Uh, what? Go on, sorry. Go on. There was one thing, and I, I had already like known about it. And I'd already actually put it in the doc for us to talk about, which was, you know. Correct. So Jay- we're, we're on the same page. I'm going to break my own rule already because I have to share this with the world. Okay. So, guys, um, Jay doesn't use commas in his messages very much. No. I used to, but I I gave up on it. (laughs) I want you all at home um, or at work or in the car. Oh, God. Are you seriously going to do this to me? Don't do do this this, to me. So, this is the message I got. Just got the new six star on Alchemy Stars. Saved up so many gems to get him too. So happy. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, what's wrong with that? That sounds about right to me. So, so I'm just going to dissect it then. So, is Alchemy Stars a mobile game? It is. It's uh, a game I play every day, twice, well, roughly twice a day. I do my dailies in the morning and then my second lot of dailies in the evening. Have you told me about this? Probably, but probably not on here. What? Go on then. What do you mean? What can you? Is it? Is it like you know? Go back every. You know you gotta. It's yeah. A mobile so game. there's like a thing where like every so many hours you get like uh, stamina back. 
So, mm-hmm. like, I have, like, 170 stamina a day to spend, and I spend 120 of it in the morning, and then I'll usually spend the rest of it, plus whatever I've gained up until about 6 p.m. So it's, like, 6 in the morning, 6 p.m., so every 12 hours or so. It works oh. out well, because when I wake up, I just want to get home, so. Well, congratulations to Joe for getting the six-star alchemy thing, <laughs> I think, in my you opinion. You bugger. You're so, like, I can tell you're not, like, you just don't care. You're just like, oh, no, I do care. mobile I do care. games. No, yeah, I am definitely like, oh, Jay, why are you wasting your time on that? Dude, it's honestly, it. I'm not. The it's got so many. The player base is insane. Dude, 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 dude. As far as I'm concerned, of all gaming podcasts out there, you called Genshin Impact before anything else I was hearing about. I did. I also called something else, which we we're going to talk about today. But yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Dude, I'm I'm good. Like, call me no, is it yeah, Nostradamus. Jay, no, is that his name? The one who predicts stuff. <laughs> That's my, that's my dude. I'm gonna be the guy with all the buddy, all the uh, the nicknames. Buddy Goldilocks Gamer, Goldilocks Gamer, Nostradamus. That's a catchy one. We're dude. gonna have to come up with a gaming Nostradamus, one that has so, like Jay, a pun. I don't know. Let's let's go on to the show, please. But yes, thank you for putting up with my delays, Jay. I appreciate it, and I think I'm we're good. in a good place here, and I think we're both excited. We both had to get a lot done with all our personal lives. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Had a lot it's to true. lot to deal with, so we're good. And we are officially on the first topic of the day, my topic, Jay, which is control. I was a little bit worried about this one. Okay, because I'm still about? yet to play it. I've got no spoilers, if that's what you're worried about. Good. I'll try not to spoil with my topic too. Okay. Because you no haven't worries. played it, but I have. I feel it's a good good uh, duality for today. Yeah, and do you know what, Jay? Look. I've got to a point where I don't mind if you say, you know, oh, I'd like, you know, I like this character or I didn't like this mechanic in um, what you're going to talk about later. I really don't mind. You know, I'm I'm at a point, I'm trying, you know, it's not going to ruin the game. <sighs> know. You know what I mean? So y- you, you're good. Um, let me know if I'm going too far on this, okay? Oh, but I've got okay. some thoughts, Jay, so I would like to say them out if that's okay. Yes, please. I'll be as <clears throat> efficient as I can while trying to remain interesting. So... Control was an interesting game because it came out in a far, fairly quiet year. It mm. came out in 2019, and after the year that was 2018, um, which I believe was Red Dead 2 and God of War, amongst other games. Wow. Um, Control and Death Stranding, putting aside the discussion of how good those games are by themselves, they became two of the biggest games in that year because of the year of games that we had. So Control went from being a good game to being like this great game that was one of the games of the year and like people were even talking about it as a game of the generation in a way, okay? So I had to put all that aside because even though they had it had this rising reputation, I finally got the time to try Control while I was waiting to get a Series X and I needed to get rid of all these preconceptions of how good this game was because I knew it was a quiet year and it wasn't necessarily going to be that great. So dulling my expectations for this game, Jay, was a great decision for me, okay? Because it is a great game. It starts with a mystery surrounding every element of the plot and everything tied into the game. So you play as Jesse Faden, the building you're in, your motivations, the happenings within, the powers you obtain, the weapons you use. It's like a great misuse where the game doesn't build up all these elements to a really big reveal at the end where you're like, oh, this is the secret. 
it's more consistent than that. It's a kind of slow reveal of little things where you're like, oh, okay, that's what that is, and oh, that's what that is throughout the whole game, so that by the time you get to, you know, the last quarter, the last third of the game, most of it kind of makes sense in a way, and you actually sort of, like, when you're wandering around, you're like, actually, I, I think I kind of know what's going on for the most part here. Despite what other games may have achieved with your Twin Peak atmosphere and the X-Files type atmosphere, Control does maximise on this vibe, and it's biggest aspect of the ever satisfying telekinetic powers um is really important to this game as well so you end up mastering them naturally because you're playing it for so long and there's not loads of them they don't necessarily feel 10 out of 10 like if you were like kj sit down and you're gonna you know throw someone across the room i don't think ness you would sit down do that on the game and you'd be like oh that animation was incredible however after you've done it for like the 50,000th time and it still still feels as satisfying as it does, I think really complements how satisfying the gameplay and the powers are. Moving on, we've got wonderful collectibles, which can be found around every corner. I, I personally think you're going to love the collectibles and, and the lore of this game. Um, and they don't just inform you of what's going on, but they also provide context to things further afield. Some are quite funny, some are tragic, some are a little bit boring, um, especially if you don't like really deep sci-fi explanations, such as me, um, which actually remind me of some collectibles in Doom Eternal and Doom 2016, where they like give you scientific explanations for like guns and stuff, and you're like, that's great if you're a real nerd, but like I'm just a you know a, a, a I don't know a, a a level B nerd, if you will. Um, <laughs> Okay. I can't recall when a AAA game doubled down on this type as a type of atmospheric approach where the atmosphere really is an entire character in the game. It just feels really refreshing compared to other games I've played recently. Um, and there is also a handful of weird and wonderful characters within the building that you're exploring. Um, it's not just the, the gameplay execution, which is great, but they're really brought to life, the characters, through the great delivery by the actors. And again, because of the realized lore that they participate in, which comes to life over the over the course of the game. There are moments of doubt where you're like, is this all a dream? You know, is this all just a bit of a, a, a Mickey? Um, but the game continues and it, it breaks down each aspect of the weird so that eventually you make sense of it, as I kind of mentioned before. Now, in terms of the gameplay, you do have a tactical approach when facing enemies. It's not a case if you can go in and keep bashing X and you win. You've really got to combine your different powers um, to really defeat some of the opponents, which can get slightly tough, to be fair. And this game's around 20 to 30 hours. Is that um, a little bit like because... Spider-Man? You know how yeah, in Spider-Man yeah, there's like certain enemies like that. that require you to you have to use a certain move for you to like get past their barrier or like their defense or whatever. So it's like a similar thing, but with like combos of powers and stuff, right? Definitely, mate. Okay, that's Definitely good. I like example. it when games do that because it, re it requires you to actually have to use everything rather than just using one thing that you know works every time. You've actually got Absolutely. to like make use of everything that you've got. So yeah, I like that. You know, the, these systems are quite clever because they make you probably use most of your powers. Um, so Remedy, the studio who made uh, Control, uh -huh. um, I wonder whether after Quantum Break, which is a game I know you like, Dude. and we'll talk about probably at a Dude. future date. 
Quantum, it, it was it. if I if 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 control is anything like Quantum Break, I'm no, I'm gonna love it. Okay. It's Quantum Break is one of my favorite. I just absolutely love it. It, it was so good. I really enjoyed I it. I wonder whether <laughs> when they were making Control, I wonder whether I, their approach of making it a Metroidvania-style game was something to do with their budget, um, because Quantum uh, Break wasn't the biggest game in the world. And after playing Control, you know, you do wonder whether it's it's almost like a double A game that 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 has been you know worked upon to a triple A standard. Are you saying Control or Quantum Break is like Control? Uh, control. So I wonder okay. whether the Metroidvania approach for Control wow, is because of the budget. You know, because they weren't you know they weren't the biggest studio in the world after Quantum Break. You know what I mean? Um, no, so that's Quantum Break never seemed like a massive ahead. game to me. I think most of the budget was probably in the TV show aspect of it. Right. But they, but that's what I mean, right? I'm yeah. not sure they got a huge return on that. No, probably um, not, unfortunately. Good game. So I wonder whether the design of this game was was almost caused by... Because yeah. cause what I mean is Metroidvania is because you're going back in the same places, you don't have to create new, new areas. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? And you usually don't have to load too much either. So it's a less stress on the actual like uh, development and also like the way the game just plays in general. Absolutely, a little bit like Dead Space but... actually. Yeah, yeah. Dead Space has a, has a similar thing where they have to like load certain areas, but you can do it because you have to go back and forth between some places. It doesn't always, you know, take as much of a load on it. So yeah, just good game design. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about those Metroidvania areas in Dead Space. To be fair, mm-hmm. um, yeah. But look, after playing it, it do- that doesn't matter um, because it, it does suit the environment and it does suit the gameplay. So in the first few hours, I was really engrossed with the world, what's going on, you know, what, like, I had to re... So, so in the game, Jay, they've got some, not surprisingly, they've got some real-life actors doing some videos and stuff. And oh. I re-watched some of these a few times just to really understand what's going on, you know, make sure I'm really on top of it. And by the way, the cast is the greatest hits of all the Remedy games, basically. So it's got voice actors from Alan Wake and, and not not the characters, the voice yeah, actors. Yeah, just the voice actors. Yeah, yeah. And and they're all great. They're really good, actually. Like, it's, it's one of the best sort of live-action implementations I've seen, probably, in a game. Um, and this engrossment I had in the first few hours did wear off. But clearly not enough because I have platinumed it and I've got every trophy in the DLCs as well. So I didn't finish everything in the game, but I did actually more than just the trophies required me to do because I was enjoying it so much and discovering things in the world. Um, So there is one season pass with two DLCs or the Ultimate Edition, which um, has now been updated for next gen or I believe is for next gen. I'm a little bit confused on that. But basically all the DLCs in the Ultimate Edition, I think I bought the Ultimate Edition. And when I was playing it, Jay, it was begging for 60 frames per second. So you, you're going to have a great time on Series X because I, I played gonna... it in 30. The thing is, I've already bought it on PlayStation. PlayStation, PlayStation 4. 4. So can I, I can upgrade to PS5, right? I don't know. I have to check that. I'll check that out later. We'll check that I out. I reckon it'll uh, probably cost, some... unfortunately. But uh, there was some controversy. I can't remember. I that. think you have to pay again, which is annoying, but... Because I know yeah. it's on Game Pass as well right now, too, right? Yes. Yeah, but it's only the standard, though. I was going to say, it's just the standard. Yeah. But yeah, it is, I think. Okay, um, okay. Nearly done, by the way, Jay. I appreciate your patience. No, you're good. Um, 
the foundation is the first DLC, uh, and I found its environment a little grey, but it is a nice extension of the game, and it works well in concluding a storyline of one of the characters that you meet along the way. The second DLC, AWE, dives deeper. Uh, you know what? We are getting into minor spoiler territories here, but all I'll say is that it's a reward for cult fans of um, Remedy games in the past. And there were some terrifying moments in this DLC, which I had to get through, which was kind of exciting. Like, I don't okay. like, I hate horror, but you oh. know, a couple of horror moments, I'm like, oh, you no, like Dead Space, okay. though, right? I do like Dead Space. It's a good I think point. Dead Space is probably one of the most tolerable horror games. Completely agree. Evil Within Completely is another agree. one, very tolerable. I did you play that? Yeah, I have the first one. I really badly want to finish it and also play the second one as well. But apparently the second one wasn't as good, so I don't know about that. That's what I heard. That's what yeah, I heard. I'll get around to it. Uh, <laughs> so the, the DLCs are great extensions of the game. Um, and this is a sort of game, Jay, where I wanted the cinematic fuzz on because it suited the, the vibe oh. and presentation. Well, like a game. sort of like a 70s type feel, right? Yeah, abs- absolutely. Which like is probably, almost, probably what even. Deathloop, was, I think, was trying to go for, but without the fuzz. Definitely, like, yeah. Do you reckon Deathloop could have could probably benefit from a fuzz filter type thing? Like a I I don't know if it's got it already. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but it's it's a wonderfully surprising and engrossing game from my perspective. You know, dulling dulling down the expectations, and I would recommend it to any fan of the third person action genre, also Uh. known as every Sony exclusive. Um, even (laughs) if it is just for the base game. (laughs) Sure. That's it, boy. I like that. Okay. Have you got any any, any questions? questions or any main points? Um, you don't have to. I, you know, I've rambled on long enough. When did you play um, Control? Do you remember when? Oh month? my goodness! What month it was? And how long did it take you? Because uh, I'm curious about the length of the game. Because well, I've got a gauge. Because you're obviously like you know, your playing is a bit different. I could probably get it done in. Well, depending on what you say right now, will we'll let me will let me calculate how long it probably take me. Yeah, so I I believe end of all DLCs, I was looking at around thirty thirty five hours. Dude, I thought you were going to say like sixty plus. No, 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 not at all, not at all. In that case, then it probably take me about the same amount of time. So I, I reckon for the Goldilocks gamer himself, yeah, you could put it in. With a with a strategic plan, and you could finish most of it in a weekend if you. Yeah, I'm um, cool game. You could my ma- my sort of like daily limit is about ten hours a day. Like if I've got the whole day off, ten hours I can do. Like if I wake up early enough, and I go to bed late enough, I can do ten to twelve hours. I'd say. So, I'd yeah. say for a normal week, you could do this in a week easy. Okay. Yeah, like two or three hours each night. Okay. 100%. Fair enough. I think it took me personally. That about sounds like two a lot less weeks. than what I was expecting, which is I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. Like in my mind, Control is such a big game, but clearly, doesn't sound it to me. Not at all, mate. I would call it digestible. Okay, that's a good descriptor. Okay. Because I I know you like them, um, and I like them too. But sometimes we don't, you know, we could do with a not. I feel like Quantum game. Break was actually probably about the same amount of time. It was like it twenty. Right? It's like between. It was like twenty-five hours or so. I think I finished it in a weekend, 
or like three days, something like that. I would have loved to see that. you play through that at the weekend or at a weekend. Yeah, at a weekend. Yeah, no, it, it was really, really good. Um, for some reason, like having not played Control, for some reason I have it in my mind that it feels a little bit like the same atmosphere that Portal 2 had. And I don't know if you know what I mean. Do you know what I mean? You played um, Portal 2, with, right? With the, with, I saw my mate play through it. Right, that's a sweet, difficult feeling to understand. Okay. Portal 2... No, no, he was literally in front of me. Oh, okay. I literally watched him play it all day. So Portal 2 had the... Remember we had the potato? You had the... What's the, the second name? section. Yeah. GLaDOS the, is the in, As a potato, sort of attached to your gun or arm or whatever it was. I feel like there was like a yeah. good chunk of that game where it felt very atmospheric, very lore-heavy. There was a lot of like story being told. and I have, For some reason, that makes me think of... Whenever I think of Control, it makes me think back to when I played Portal 2. Would you say it's a similar atmosphere, or is it? Is there a lot more noise? Because I feel like it almost felt too quiet. Portal 2 was like very atmospheric, very lore-heavy, but it almost felt like dead silence. For that, like, even, the only noise that was ever being made was by your footsteps. And I doubt that's probably what Control was like in terms of noise, like the sort of like ambient noise. Was there like things going on in the background, or was it more silent? What would you say? It's not a million miles away from that Portal 2 okay. uh, environment. That's kind of good, because so I really enjoyed that. Even though it was like weirdly quiet, I really enjoyed it. You've definitely got a lot of quiet in this game. Okay. And actually, Jay, I will give a shout-out to the sound effects, because they are incredible. That's probably why they made it so quiet, so you can actually listen to the sound effects properly. Because <laughs> usually, you, a lot of the time, like, like action games, you just yeah. can't hear sound effects, right? And even if you do, on. there's just so much, yeah, there's so much going on. It's like, whoa, God. If you were like in control and you heard like a printer go, oh, you'd probably I see. be like, you know what I mean? You'd probably I be a see. bit like, what's going on here? Yeah, kind of like thing. a ghost or electrical thing going on. Yeah, no, I can kind of imagine what it'd be like. I do really want to play it, but uh, there's so many things lined up now that I already have like in my head, like my gaming schedule. I honestly don't think I'll be able to fit it in, <laughs> even though you said it's like quite short. I really have to, like, I have to, like, it almost has to be like inspiration like an artist has like I kind of have to get that inspiration and know that I've got enough time to do it at the same time like those those two sort of perfect things have to align and a lot of the time they don't so we'll just cross our fingers and hope that it turns up that I want to be in the movie. with your gaming it. schedule <laughs> is, is that is that is that for games that are going to come out yeah it's like is... a good mixture of ones that are um, coming out and ones that I'm currently playing so I have okay. to kind of like not be in the mood for the ones that I'm currently playing, but also then also have to be in the mood for the ones that are coming up. Like there's like a crossover. A lot of the time it's just you're... spontaneous, but I don't know. Sometimes it's planned. It just depends. What if uh, a game coming up? Uh, so let's say Guardians, for instance. Good example. Uh, are you looking forward that. to that? I, I, sorry. I've actually booked off time from work to play it. Nice. Well, From only like yeah, release day. Actually, no, day after release day. So I think oh, it comes out. It comes out the tw- it. No, it comes. I'll, I'm getting digital, so I'll download it. But um, the day, yeah, it comes out the 26th, I think, or 25th, 26th. And I'm off from the 27th until like the Tuesday after. So I didn't deliberately do that necessarily for that reason. I know I because I've only been working where I've been working since the beginning of August. So I haven't really accrued much time. So they told me that I had three and a half days to take. Where I thought, well, I might as well take them close to Christmas, but not too close that it's you know 
going to like be all too much of a holiday at once. So I'll take it in the middle of August and Christmas, so October, and then happens to be that Guardians comes out that week. So I thought, wow, good timing. Amazing. So I'll do you not like enjoy having anyway. big holiday gaps for work then? You don't enjoy that? Uh, I, I don't mind it. It's just that I know I'm going to like ache when I go back. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, so for a game like that, um, what if, like, you get to, like, the 25th or whatever, and then suddenly you're like, oh, my God, I'm not in the mood for Guardians at all. Guardians, or yeah. is it that because it is a new game, you're, you're, you know, you're going to be in the mood, basically? I think I'm going to have to somewhat force myself, yeah. Also, I don't that, think... I'm trying happens. to think, right, because uh, Back for Blood comes out on the 12th. Okay. I don't really imagine myself playing that for any longer than two weeks, and two weeks after the 12th is around the time that Guardians comes out so um, I'm trying to think what else there are a couple of other games I wouldn't mind playing but I don't know if I want to spend the money to buy them necessarily I'm still I have like four days to make up my mind if I actually want to buy them or not so there's a Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl that comes out it's like the Nickelodeon Smash game okay I don't know if you've heard about that no not really yeah so it's like characters from Nickelodeon but in a Super Smash Brothers game style game you know it's a fighting game is it, is it but... one of these like remake Spongebob remake games no no it's brand got Spongebob new. in it it's brand new but it's got like okay. it's got Spongebob like Patrick Star it's got Ren and Stimpy oh, who else Catdog like all like the old Nickelodeon stuff and then some of the new Nickelodeon stuff like TMNT April O'Neil from TMNT is in it as well okay like okay. Hey Arnold characters like you know random like old old head stuff you know cool so I'm, I'm debating game? on whether to buy it uh the other one is the deep the yeah demon slayer game but i think i kind of want to wait until it's cheaper i don't want to pay full price for it, i don't think i think it's one of those games that you know is going to be on sale in like a year for like 20 quid so i might just do that i don't th- i'm i've i'm not going to be able to fit it in between what else i want to play so I'll just leave it. It's not too much money for what I want. So, so yeah, the schedule's good. Good to go. Groovy. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, that's all me done, Jay. Cool. So just a quick interlude from me, Jay, um, if that's all right. Yes. I uh, just want to give a shout out to the soundtrack of this game. I'm a big game soundtrack fan. I really need to so... listen to this badly because I haven't. Have, yeah, you have, you haven't listened to any of it yet? No. Because that's what I, one of the best things about Ghost is the soundtrack. Like It's insanely good. They put a lot of work into it, and it's it's just insanely good. Yeah, they need, really do. I'm really bad when it comes to listening to soundtracks for games. Like I always think, oh, I should do that, and then I just never do. <laughs> I always just go back to the old stuff of you know, just some heavier metal or whatever. Yeah, that's like yeah. my go-to. I find it quite relaxing in the morning when I don't want to listen to Kajira. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I listen to Kajira to go to sleep. <laughs> like legit. I don't know, it just works sometimes. It makes me sleepy sometimes. Fair enough. It either gets me hype or it just completely makes me go to sleep. I don't know, one of the two. So I just want to quickly go through some of the the greatest hits of the soundtrack. Um, So The Way of the Ghost is your main theme. And the Jin Sakai... Look at the amount of plays, that's insane. Oh, I know, dude. And Jin Sakai is the kind of opening theme where you're running... down the hill, you know, and and the title comes up. I'm sure you know what bit yeah, I mean. Yeah, very classic. Um, 
And then another shout out is the way of the samurai because that's the kind of main combat music. Mm-hmm. You know that, yeah. So whenever you like go into a fight, that's what usually starts. Yeah. And it's it's, it's, sort of it's great. Um, a lot of these are you know situational, depending on yeah. The so this or... sort of yeah seems to me like pretty important story points, like Lady Masako. Yeah, I know where that where that is. The last of Clan Dachi. Yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, just just you know. It all makes sense if you played the game. Hundred percent. It's almost like it is like watching a movie. Like usually, a lot of the times, the movie titles for the songs happen to like right. co- correspond Different with chapters scenes. or scenes or whatever. So, yeah, hundred percent makes sense. And, and another shout out is "Forgotten Song," which is the song that Dude, plays when you go to a haiku. So many times. You think these are high plays? I mean, yeah, for for a, a game like this, game soundtrack, it's kind of insane. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the haikus, man. You see, like, you know, so song peaceful. I mean, like the... Yeah, the sort of like almost like the the tantric, not tantric. Um, yeah, it's a bit tantric, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking more like sort of meditation, like when you like hum kind of thing. You know, I think that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, go on, mate. You talking about the haikus? Yeah, no, I that was. I'm glad they included that because it's very uh, his, historically accurate. <laughs> just awesome and um, the way of the ghost is the same uh, theme but with the singer which yeah. i believe comes in at the end which is <laughs> mm-hmm. quite powerful song and i actually like oh, the tsushima suites um okay. because they're a bit more melodic a bit more orchestral a bit more uh, atmospheric didn't so, this win a, uh, an award the music for this didn't they win an award for it like one Get, of the game, it, awards? the game awards yeah i think so was yeah it? I'm pretty sure they've won quite a few. They might have even won, like, um, I don't know about a Grammy, but it'd be good if they did. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Something like that. So that's it for me, mate. That that was all I wanted to give a shout-out to. <laughs> so I'll just set the okay. people up, Jay, while you get your notes up. Yeah. Um, this is a big moment, I think, kind of. I think we might have had a this special. It's kind of like for... almost like a debate for us, because, like... There's going to be a lot of involvement with you asking me questions to a degree. Defo, defo. Yeah. I uh, do you know what's funny? I've just uploaded all of them. And I can't even remember. I don't. Th- we might have done a special for Cyberpunk, but if we did, I don't think we did. No, we, we did. It was the last time we spoke about it was like I think it was about to come out, or maybe we spoke about after maybe as soon as I finished it. Maybe. Your first playthrough, yeah. Okay. Yeah, my first okay. playthrough, not my second, third, or fourth. <laughs> So this yeah. is a big deal. Um, to a degree, yeah. Th- I think this is a big deal. So yeah, Jay, please take it o- take it away. Okay. So my topic is cyberpunk. <laughs> I kind of just like made notes on things that I just like my general thoughts. I guess I don't I don't know if I want to like go too much into detail about just like describing the game like you did with Control. What do you reckon? Completely up to you, mate. Completely up to you. Okay. I think the main thing I took away from the game, as of like recently, and then comparing it back to when it, I first played it, the mo- I think one of the most recent updates, the one point three one update. Um, I'm surprised at how good they actually made the game play. Like it plays a lot better than when it first came out. I think. Like I think a lot of people complained about how the game didn't really play that well. And I think they've had they've sort of struggled with trying to 
get it to play well or to look good or to not be buggy and i think yeah this most recent one so how long so like august i think was the last big update and it came out in november of or no december of last year so it's taken like yeah. nine or ten months to actually get the game to a point where it kind of feels like it should have done on day one i think because we're still not at the the big update yet the enhanced update as it were because it's it's weird like the game still feels like a previous gen you know game which is odd but yeah go on well it's on that point to be fair yeah when you say um it plays better do you mean like smoother yeah 100 percent just smoother like not as i think the frame rates are just better i think when the game first came out um i think the frames were like 54 frames like 56 at a push um, yeah, it, it would barely get the 60. Like it, you'd, you'd be lucky to get 60. And I think that was on both consoles. I think actually no, on the Xbox One, I think it was like 30 frames. It wasn't even like close to 60. But yeah, it definitely the frame rate wasn't as good. It, even though it was like only six frames less than 60, you can tell. Like it just seems sure. like really out of whack. Like it has to be that smooth 30 or the smooth 60. It can't be in between for some reason. It, just, it doesn't flow right. It's very odd. While the game plays well now, for some reason the game was less buggy on day one, or like the first week of it coming out. Like between the day one patch and the second patch, that was I think the best the game ever played without bugs. On X Series X, I think on maybe everything else it just did not play very well. But for some reason that first week when I did my first playthrough hadn't had didn't have a single bug. Nothing. I've had I only time I ever, I've ever had bugs was after the first patch, or the like. The, you know, the second patch technically after the day one one, which I thought was so strange. <laughs> Obviously, so they, they've they've put more bugs in almost. I well, guess. They've taken a they've taken a lot out, but for some reason it seems that they've also. I think the the way they, the developers described it in a in a stream was that it's like doing open heart surgery. And that any amount of tweak they make can like change oh. how it works, so they can like because, because it's out, change right? one bit of code. Yeah, because it's already out. It's so much harder to do. So they can literally change a single letter or a single number of code, and it can completely muck up the rest of the game. So they have to be very very careful about what they do. I think, um, as like an overall, like very general and vague. Like opinion of the game, I'm very, I'm not disappointed with it. I'm actually very, very happy with it. I just think it got hyped up too much before it came out. I, would love I think to talk the expectations should have been less. Yeah, I would go on. Love to talk to you about go this for point. it. Um, and I'm glad you covered it, mate. I'm really glad. So overall, you like the game a lot, right? Yeah, a hell of a lot. Yeah, I think, I think it's. You know, I don't know if you, I'm trying to think of like other uh, games I can compare this to, but there's like some games that you play that you feel like maybe weren't played by a lot of people, but you, it's very like personal to you when you played it. Similar thing with this, like it just felt like I was the only one playing it. Like I felt, I think I feel like a lot of people didn't play it because they didn't all the bad press around it, and then it felt quite like oh I get to play it but nobody else does. Like it kind of felt quite, <laughs> I felt quite special, like having you know actually put a decent amount of hours into the game. I felt like I That's was actually like, feeling. oh, very much so. But I felt like I was, 
it's like really hard to describe like because it's like you were a kid it's like when you're a kid right when you have a game on ps2 and you're like i've got to be the only person playing this game yeah exactly you know what I mean? yeah, yeah 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 but I, I kind of felt like i was almost like doing like a, i was doing a good job just wasn't being told i was doing well. like you know almost like the developers like good job you're playing the game <laughs> and actually like doing like you know putting good amount of time you know you're actually giving it a chance versus people who play every 10 minutes and go oh it's buggy as hell i don't understand but i can understand how your first impression of a game can mean a lot i think had i gotten issues at the beginning of my first playthrough i probably would have hated it for the rest of the time i think that's you know and you didn't bad thing you didn't it. encounter that not many... a first 75 hours not a single bug That's crazy. Not a single one. No, no dodgy dialogue. No like clipping. No t posing. No frame drops necessarily. You know, it was all like, yeah, like like we're you know sixty yeah. to ten or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No like massive frame drops. Uh, no uh, glitched out missions. I got very lucky with that because I actually went back and checked how many missions were bugged at the time, and like half of them were bugged. So I, the fact that I completely missed that, I, maybe I did have a bug and just didn't realise. I don't know. <laughs> didn't affect Dude, me. I, so. I think it's fantastic that someone who enjoyed the game so much had like an almost perfect playthrough of Honestly, a really broken yeah. game. Yeah, it's the thing is, I don't think it was as broken as people say it was on the newer generations. I think it was only the old generations that had most of the problems. I think all the people that played it on. PS5, if it was out for the PS5, um, and Xbox Series X probably yeah, didn't have an issue. I think they were just quietly enjoying the game. I think it was just people who were like, I can't right. get a Series X or a PS5 right now, so I can only play it on previous, and I'm not enjoying it because it's buggy as hell. But I mean, they shouldn't have released it on previous generations, if you ask me. Waste of time. That's the reason why it got delayed in the first place, and it was a, mass- it was a massive... I think it was the, obviously the their downfall was having to bring it out on previous generate on previous consoles. Yeah. Massive just mistake if you ask me. They probably made well, up for it in the money, but not a good idea. For like I was gonna say I agree with you in both regards in the sense that, you know, we want a game that's on next gen. However at the time, Jay, you know, only, you know, two million people probably had a next gen console, you know? Exactly. It was more about getting it a broken game out to more people than it was about getting yeah. a good game out to less people. Which is just not how I think how the industry should run. I mean, they have to make money, but you know, that, I think that's the most disappointing thing about the whole thing is just the fact that the industry has to run like that. Like, I mean, we're going to probably bring something in the topic in future shows about how the industry seems to be bring out a broken game too early and not a good enough one later on. You know, the games are being delayed more often, but they're also coming out not finished more often. So yeah, I think we'll talk about that more. Um, I think as like content-wise, I think it was a perfect amount. Like I say, I think it took me about like sixty-five to seventy hours initially to like do everything, like a hundred percent, like to thousand G the game or whatever. I think it was. It might have even been like sixty-nine on the dot. It was like somewhere around there. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It was like literally like the meme, like right around there. Um, I'm trying to think whether I actually played the game. I think I played it at Goylock speed. So I think if you had played it at your speed, it'd probably take you well over 100. Like well over. <laughs> Jay's like, mate, you ain't got a chance. Yeah, yeah basically, yeah. basically. 
I will say I didn't. A question on that, oh, go on. Jay, quickly. What was it like when you know you were like two, three days in, oh. and you're in that absolute yeah. element where the only thing you want to do is play this game? You know, we've had it for for a few games, but what what was that like? Yeah, so I started playing it on the tenth, and I finished playing it. I think just after Christmas, right? So my couple of days in, it would have only been, you know, it still would have been leading up to Christmas. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I don't really remember too much. It was all a bit of a blur, honestly. I was very focused on making sure that I got all the achievements. That was like, not necessarily my focus. My focus was more just like making sure that my build was good. Like I wanted to make sure that I had like, I feel like a first playthrough on a game that has like, these level of builds and stuff. I just wanted to be like good with guns. Just made sure that I could shoot people and kill them quick enough. That was like my only real thing. I wasn't really too fussed about like like the the hacking or like the cyberware um, and all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to do that you know very basic run and make sure I could just enjoy the game without having to worry about too much. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was. It was good. It was just like I was in my element. Like I almost felt like I was in the world, you know. And that was just, that was like where I wanted to be. Just like went went to bed thinking about that world and woke up thinking about that world. So no, it was ideal. It was it was great. Awesome. <laughs> there was no bugs, so I didn't have anything to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. So yeah, sorry. Please continue. Yeah, I think content-wise, the missions actually you really like felt like you were playing that character like the Johnny Silverhand aspect of it it felt like you almost had like a companion and it was just like and it felt very like fallout to a degree just without just with a bit more population <laughs> fallout always felt quite quiet and ambient in, in the same way that portal or um, control kind of is but there was obviously a little bit of a populace it almost felt like you were a stranger in fallout whereas in uh in Cyberpunk, you definitely felt like you weren't as much of a stranger. It felt like you were just more of like part of the world, I guess. But I think, like, I'm trying to think like the best way to describe it. Oh man, like the missions, like you actually felt like involved, right? And that kind of made the whole thing more enjoyable versus like just being a character placed somewhere. Like you kind of start at the beginning, right? You start at like, you've, you've just come back from out of town, but people there like already know who you were from like two or three years ago. So you just felt so like you like sort of been dropped. Home kind You're kind of, of like, yeah, it's kind of like a welcoming yeah. home kind of thing. But you, they, they introduce the characters and they introduce like everything quite, at a good pace, like I say, the game's like seventy hours, right? So you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of time to be able to understand everything. So it's it, it's never like really overwhelming, you know, like all the no. characters and the places no. and the quests. And... It kind of like kind of feels like you're watching a movie, but you're playing it, mm-hmm. which I think is probably one of the. I don't know if I've ever had that before. Have you ever had that before? I'm trying to think of like other games yeah. that maybe like just Got... feels like a movie that you play. I think. I think Red Dead well, Two yeah, genuinely that's true. feels that's like true. a movie. Yeah, I, I'd definitely compare it to like Red Dead in terms of how it feels. Like it's again, like either like a really good series or like a, a really good movie. Mm. 
I think my imagination for what I wanted Cyberpunk to be was yeah. a lot more uh, out there and a bit more ambitious than what I think we got. But so I was like in too terms of Cyberpunk elements. Yeah, I kind of had this idea of like uh, Blade Runner. You know, I thought it was just going to be Blade Runner the game, but it wasn't. It was a bit more down to earth, a bit more realistic. Right. Okay. My imagination was way like in the Marvel universe. So it was out there. You know. It was like really like movie quality effects and stuff, but no, they, I kind of had to have, lower my expectations a little bit, which I didn't mind doing. That was fine. It's a li- it's a little bit more just evolved from where we are now. Mm. It seems like it's not like flying cars everywhere and. I mean, I to assume... a degree, it is, but like not as much as I thought. I thought there'd be more flying okay. cars. <laughs> They're very sparse. <laughs> very uh, sparse. Oh, look, this one. Oh. I think another uh, note I made was. Um, I wasn't sure whether or not casual gamers would actually be able to make it through the whole game. Let's define. Are we talking about someone who enjoys gamers? Call of Duty? Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, like someone like me and you could easily get through this and and understand why you'd be able to get through it or like have to do everything. But someone who's extremely casual who only really plays, you know, like Fortnite or. Call of Duty or FIFA or something like that. Like they, I don't think. I mean, they probably would do if they also enjoyed this kind of stuff. But if they were just that kind of gamer who you know played because their friends had an Xbox kind of thing or a PlayStation, yeah, I don't think they'd enjoy this very much necessarily. And I, don't, I, don't think it much like Fallout. Like Fallout, you could literally play the game for like ten hours and just finish the whole story, right? I think it's similar in this, but you wouldn't want to do that because it wouldn't be a very you would, I don't think you'd actually be high enough level like for it to feel good. I think sure. you actually have to. I think you have to actually play the game, like play the other parts of the game for you to like get to a good enough level for the end to actually like feel not hard. I think it's almost like if you just ran straight for the end of the game, it would almost like be playing it on extreme, and you wouldn't want to do that. It would just make it less enjoyable. I think so. Whereas, like you said, I think you can do that on Fallout 3 and probably Fallout 4. Mm-hmm. In terms of the accessibility then, Jay, of like casual gamers and such, so are you saying that Cyberpunk... So you're saying that... <laughs> are you saying that Cyberpunk is, is less accessible than, say, a Skyrim? Oh, I think any game is accessible as every other game, to a degree. I just think... The, no, I think, sorry, just to be clear, we're not talking about accessibility features. We're yeah, just talking we're talking about, about like yeah. just able to be able to get into it, kind of thing, right? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a bit more RPG to it. There's a bit more like adult, mature RPG. Like, there's a difference between um, a Skyrim RPG, which is literally just go in, level up, follow the story. Uh, you know very linear in that way um, whereas Cyberpunk is more linear but there's a lot more you can do like the crafting I feel like you kind of have to really think about what you want to do with your build it, depending on how you want to like play the rest of the game and then whether you want to do certain things along the way like if you're the kind of build that would want to do crafting you're going to want to be able to do that earlier sooner rather than later if you leave it too late it kind of just feels a bit like like not really a waste of time mm-hmm. um so yeah that would be a good idea 
I think a lot of people, um, when the game before the game came out, they described it sort of as like I say, like it's almost being like a mature RPG with like the dialogue, but I don't think it necessarily was. Mature is in because it's it's difficult subjects and topics, no. or mature is in like the delivery, or I'd say like almost the delivery, like it's kind of like something my like a RPG my dad would appreciate, like a seventies D and D game. Right, okay. you see oh, what I mean, I mature, like yeah, that yeah. kind of mature, like like an old like uh, someone who's a bit older would enjoy that level of RPG detail. Like I think this is a very detail oriented game. Versus something like Skyrim, which you you can you can still enjoy the detail if you want to, you ha- you kind of have more of a choice. I'd say there's less of a choice with uh, Cyberpunk. You kind of have to go into the details of stuff. Not in the same way that um, Assassin's Creed does on that mode where you kind of have to look at things to be able to know where you're going to next. If that makes sense, do you know which one you, I mean? Like your view your viewpoint. No, yeah. on, on Assassin's Creed, there's a mode you can do. I think it's like a difficulty setting. Where you you have to you don't get given the um, oh the location the location you have to like, you have to, like figure yeah, it out yeah, yeah. by clues like it's kind of yeah. like that in cyberpunk but not really like that you can you can again you can choose but I'd say it leans more towards the having to figure things right. out than it would do the, right you know they they want else. the play to be a little bit more autonomous than perhaps other RPGs yeah, kind there you of go. thing that's probably a better way of describing it yeah. I'm not sure if you're touching on this point in a sec, Jay, but you mentioned characters. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to gauge your thoughts on, now that you've reflected on it over, a, well, a long time, unfortunately, now, what your thoughts are on how you feel about certain characters, you know, mm. and do any really stand out as the great uh, yeah. video game characters and the actors and voice yes. actors and all sorts and what your thoughts are on, on that aspect of the game. It's, it's I, I actually made a note about this. It's extremely hard to articulate how I feel about this game because it's I, there's there's, li- there's literally too much for me to say. Like I would have to be here for hours and hours, but I can't quite exactly pick like of the details I need to pick to get it down to a, a good amount of time. Well, look, Jay, I'm sure in the future, 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 we'll do a special <laughs> Yeah, I'd need to so. spread it across layers. But as like a general for characters, yes, I'd say almost every character ha- is memorable. I think that's the most important thing. I think whenever we've played a game like Mass Effect, yeah, the characters are all pretty much all memorable, right? Especially the ones that are important. I'd say all the important characters are memorable. And even the, the smaller cameos of characters, e- extremely memorable. Like You're going to remember everything about that. I think even like the I don't know if you saw it in like the advertising maybe there's like these uh, there's like a pop group of like these three girls that have like different eyes they've got like augmentations where like one of them has like spider eyes another one has like giant eyes and okay. the other, there's like another one that has like a different orientation but like I'd say their their characters were like extremely memorable like you go to one of their gigs and you like go behind the scenes and like yeah it's like, it's it's awesome that's interesting because that really reminds me of um the witches of crookback bog in the witcher 3 yeah it's extremely involved and they've oh okay that's probably why they did that i imagine i think that's one uh, of the other good things about missions in this is you you, like i said before you just you feel like the sun revolves around you if that makes sense like you don't revolve around the sun the sun revolves around you like it's kind of like a backwards thing like you feel like you're the main character 
But you mean that in a good way, right? Not yeah. in the sense that the world literally revolves... Because like, you want to be part of a world that's that's outside of you, if you know mm. what I mean, in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to you want to think the world's carrying on while you're not there. Oh, that's definitely that. But you also feel like if it wasn't for you, things wouldn't be happening in okay. a certain way. Like, because of what's yeah. actually like, you know, the story and elements and everything like that. So. Okay, cool. The memorable characters thing, Jay, makes me really happy. Oh, I definitely because... cried. I think I did. Did I cry when I played this game? I can't remember. I think I do cry everything. But I will say they're memorable enough for me to like actually like feel for the characters. From what I remember, I'm pretty sure I cried. I might not have done. I can't remember. That's one of the best things for me for uh, The Witcher Three. It's just the characters. They're just unbelievable. Yeah, they really are. Yeah. But yeah, please continue. I think that's about all I made notes-wise. Trying to think of like other things I could say that would be interesting. Well. Can I ask you... Oh, just, um, yeah, ask me questions and I might be able to go off of that. <laughs> well, you, you obviously played a few more playthroughs. Yeah, um, I played three more playthroughs. Do you want to touch on maybe, you know, where they noticeably did, apart from the way you played them, sure. they yeah. so, the first playthrough? Nomad, Street Kid, and Corpo were like the main storylines you could take. I'd say the main difference is just the beginning storyline, like how you start. Like if you're a Corpo, you start out in like one of the tall corporation buildings and you there's like a seedy thing that happens street kid similar thing but you're like in a bar that becomes pretty relevant later on with like the characters who are all there um, what's it like like the first 10 hours or like the first two hours first kind of thing? hour maybe oh okay maybe right, okay. like half an hour depending on how you play it and then nomad where did you start nomad you started out outside of the city because you're not actually from there so you actually come from like a completely different city and you're just like a newbie. So I guess Nomad is probably the most different because the first two you're like a uh, a native to the city, to Night City, whereas Nomad you are a stranger to Night City. So there's a little bit of a of a difference there. How apart from different? that, like, oh, like the dialogue options are different, or... right? No, oh, okay. no bugs in, in terms of other playthroughs necessarily. Um but the, yeah, the dialogue options are different. So there was like certain things you could say that would allow the mission to play out differently depending on if you were Nomad, Corpo, or Street Kid. So technically, I could play this game like a million different ways and it'd be different each time. It'd be very similar in some ways, but you could change your dialogue depending on if you were Nomad, uh, Corpo, sure. or Street Kid. And it would definitely like do a different part of the mission. Like I feel like they almost sort of like, you know, fork out as it were. To a degree, and like not much different, but slightly different. Your 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 interest and likeness of this game, Jay, is great because, like, sometimes you know we'll message and you're like, "Oh yeah, Nick, I just jumped in Cyberpunk for an hour and just watched." No, see, yeah, like, I made no about that actually. Yeah, and, like... <laughs> it's fun to just once you've done everything, just walk around, and just experience stuff, and just because there's always like random um, encounters with like enemies. There'll be like enemies within a shootout with police, so I'll just like test out a new weapon on them random stuff like that like i'll craft new stuff and like i've i mean i've like i said i've pretty much done everything i've got every legendary weapon like i've tested them all out i've done almost every build to a degree like you know i've done the hacking one the cybernetic one the melee only the blades only the guns the shotgun build like i've done majority of them across like four or five different playthroughs and i kind of know like (laughs) you kind of run out of like stuff to do to a degree in your head like i kind of wish there was a co-op in this game 
where you could play with someone else but do the same missions at the same time where you like you would both be but you could like do the same mission like do us the same playthrough I really wish you could do that, but I like don't. a kind of Borderlands system. Yeah, like thing. a Borderlands or like a or like a Diablo. Diablo three was really good for co-op play, uh, campaign playthrough. So, Jay, I saw That'd a lot of rumors so about a multiplayer thing for Cyberpunk. I yeah, I think they were they were doing a lot. They were planning on it coming out. I think twenty twenty two initially, but I don't think that'll come out until much later now. I wasn't sure what the multiplayer aspect was going to be. Whether it was going to be PvP or PvE, I'm not sure. Okay. Okay, well, yeah. Cut would be okay. nice. Would be very nice, yeah. And then I guess final thing from me, um, what are your thoughts on the delays of the DLCs? You know, are you are you still looking forward to them? <sighs> yeah, it's a bit what? disappointing in terms of like I was kinda hoping that there'd be like a massive DLC by now, like a an AC Valhalla style level of season pass, but yeah, I mean I'm just at this point, I'm very passive about Cyberpunk. Like, if anything comes out, cool. You know? Like, the only thing I'm really looking forward to with Cyberpunk is, like I say, like a Valhalla-style or, like, an AC-style yeah. uh, season pass. I just need, like... Have they released any season pass yet to buy? No. The only, the only DLC oh, okay. that's come out is a new skin or, like, outfit for um, Johnny Silverhand. Uh, a new car... And then like a new jacket for your main character. That's the only thing they've released so far. So it's not like, you know, people have bought a season pass and nope. they're waiting for the DLCs or anything like nope, that? they haven't okay. promised anything either, so... It's just all, okay. you know, a bonus at this point. Understood. I feel like this, this kind of should be the end of Cyberpunk, but whether it will be, I'm not sure. To, I don't know, it's, it's hard to say. I'd, I'd rather it wasn't, but I kind of just feel like it had too much of a bad start for me to be excited about it right now, I think once they like they get the ball rolling again, it, it might be hyped up back to where it should be. But we'll see. It's all it's all, mm. all to play for now. <laughs> well, we'll uh, we'll end it there, Jay. Thank you. That's been really insightful and interesting for you to dive deep into Jay's multiple playthroughs. I'm sure I'll have many to t- much more to talk about on that, but I might I might have already spoken too much about it. We'll see. No, no, not at all, not at all. I've, I've been dying for that. We've been waiting for that for the last eight months. So I guess, yeah, it's good. It's I, think, good. I think it's been it's too good. long, honestly. I feel like we should have talked I about like it like you've five gave, months you've given ago. <laughs> a very balanced view on it. I really do. It's really hard for me to like find, like, put the you know pin needle in the thing or whatever. But... Was it? Yeah, the 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 pin and the hammer in the pin or something or. Whatever it is. Top of the pin and kneel in the haystack, who knows? Whatever, yeah. It's hard for me to articulate. Um, Jay, shall we move on to the news? Yes, please. Week? Yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Jay, mm. first up, um, we got some good news a few days ago uh, when Square Enix made a press release to inform us that the previously delayed Life is Strange Remastered collection will release on Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. I would highly recommend anybody who hasn't played Life is Strange or Life is Strange Before the Storm to play these games. Anyone who's a fan of your more emotional walking simulator type games, I think it's a really great game about two teenagers that it's it's fairly, you know, it's accurate in some of its portrayals and it's a bit different from what you might have played before. 
Um, Before the Storm is also a shorter prequel series set before Life is Strange, and it's better than expected, especially when you know the ending of Life is Strange. It's better because you know you know what's going to happen to some of these characters but it still gets you motivated and interested and um invested in them so it's quite quite impressive in that sense and i personally can't wait to play life is strange true colors developed by deck nine who made before the storm which is out now jay any thoughts on this i think life is strange is one of the games i know i'll never ever play in my life Put a downer on it, jeez, Louise. No, I just that that game does not interest me, not even the slightest. I'm glad that you're happy about it. Thanks it man. seems like I know you've spoken about it before. Well, um, I, won't, I won't get the collection, but I'm, I'm no. just happy it's you know being updated. This what's it? What's the new one going to be called? I what you said. It's called True Colors. True Colors. I there's got some sort of like weird like uh, mechanic in that, right? Where like there's like a colorful thing that happens. Yeah, and like the first Life is Strange, you can rewind time, so right. there's there's like there's there's always like that element. There's like an element to it. Okay, fair enough. Like a supernatural. Type. Right. Yeah, I think she can either feel people's emotions or hear what they're thinking or something. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm so, I'm glad that you're uh, happy about that. Thank you. Next story. Mm. The initiative has made an interesting announcement on Twitter. This is the uh, Xbox Game Studio studio, which was set up by Xbox, and they've got loads of veterans from the industry. They stated that they are partnering with Crystal Dynamics from Tomb Raider fame, oh, and of course no. the Avengers, Jeez. to bring this first-person spy... This is them quoting on the Twitter picture. To bring this first-person spy thriller to a next generation. So this is a bad and good announcement, in my opinion, um, or for me. Good, because I love Crystal Dynamics. I think they're a really talented studio. I think Rise of the Tomb Raider is one of the great games of last gen. And I'm happy they've got another big project to work on. But bad, because I personally think this is even more of a sign that this game just it just doesn't feel right. I'm not sure they should be working on it. I'm not sure it's going to be the hit they want, they need it to be. And is this also them confirming it's a first-person shooter? I'm not too sure. Jay, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So this is, what's this called? Perfect Dark. Oh, Perfect Dark. They're doing the reboot on that. Is that the one where the the teaser came out at E3, right? Yes, all the game awards or something. Yeah, so Perfect Dark was like the first game that came out on 360, right? First game came out, oh my word. I'm pretty sure it was the first game that came out on 360. They they did Perfect Dark Zero on 360. Oh, that's what that was, okay. Okay, yeah. I'm getting I'm confused. Yeah, I'm not fussed about Perfect Dark. <laughs> no, 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 but Jay, but Crystal Dynamics on it. Like, what? What's oh. your thoughts on that? Well, they. I don't, there's like a saying, right, where they say you're only as good as your best. Last game or whatever. Or the last, yeah, last game you made, and the last game they made was Avengers, and it wasn't that good. In my eyes. Are you playing the DLC for that? By the way, I, I, we'll, no, we'll haven't even touched to that, it yet. But... Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, I'm still Not waiting interested. on the Doctor Strange. <laughs> oh, okay, but I mean, no I, yeah, I kind of gave up on that. I think that that game's dead to me at this point. I'm not sure. Oh, oh but you, they made which which uh, Tomb Raider did they do? They did the oh God. They did some of the old ones, and then they did the Tomb Raider reboot, which I want to say is 2012. And then they did Rise of the Tomb Raider in 2015. From what I know of those games, they are pretty good. And if if they can, if this Perfect Dark can be anything like that, then yes, I'd, I'd be. I'm glad that they're making it. But if it's anything like Avengers, then nope. 
Definitely not. Definitely not. No, Very no, good. definitely not. In the words of Ollivander himself. So Nintendo hosted a Nintendo Direct, Jay, where they, they have a trailer did. for Bayonetta wow. Three. Finally. Yeah. And it's can, Switch I can, only, can... right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Bayonetta Two was Switch. Well, Nintendo exclusive. Yeah. Um, Wii U, I think. And oh, I can geez. confirm she is still making fantastic innuendos, which were <laughs> perfection. I think she's um, also grown can... her hair out for this, right? That's like she part has, of the law. They're in. Oh yeah, it's a different style. And she course. also she, she doesn't lose any of her hair around her body when she uh, makes moves now, which I that think is a uh, is a choice by Nintendo because obviously they're a bit more family friendly. So sure, sure. I think that's like their reasoning Rubbish. of why she's grown her hair out is the fact that she can now do moves and not have her hair come off her body too much. And the fact they're rubbish, but anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, that joking, was like half the appeal. <laughs> yeah literally Uh, it's coming in 2022 the gameplay looks interesting but not interesting enough for me at this stage to purchase a switch just to play i have a switch but i wouldn't want to play two or three i don't think i actually kind of want to play the first one again is it backwards compatible i think yeah it is yeah well there is a hd remaster so i'm not sure if it i think it might be double check that yeah double check double check i actually thought jay that the limitations of the switch was showing itself particularly in this game because while it was running at 60 frames per second it just didn't look that visually impressive right have you seen the trailer at all yeah i haven't i have a thing about this i think the appeal of why it doesn't look so good is because it, it was a 360 game right and I think what Nintendo have wanted to do is to try and keep... The fact that Nintendo can't reach that level of graphics, kind of, they they can then still make the game and have it not bear too much of a load on the Switch, but still look the same as the 360 version. So I think it's almost like a nostalgia thing for a lot of people. It doesn't need to look better, just as long as the game is still the game. Which I think is actually a good thing, because that means they don't need to spend that much on it and you can play it on the Switch. Like it doesn't doesn't need to be a massively big console for you to be able to play it. Like it's accessible more in that way, right? True. True. Yeah. Moving on. Happy THQ day. Nordic announced that Destroy Humans 2 remake sorry, the Destroy Humans 2 remake with a cinematic trailer, including a Ramstein song again in Damn, the I still fashion of the first that. I trailer. Meant to watch that. Yeah. It's a very good trailer. Okay. Um Ramstein, namely named brilliant. Destroy Humans 2 Reprobed. So, Jay, I think I can't remember. You were on Xbox, right? This trailer dropped six days before I watched it. YouTube algorithm, sort your, your sh- out, okay? <laughs> sort because your life out, mate. <laughs> I, I, seriously, you're supposed to be listening to everything I'm doing. I've told Jay that I've completed the first game. So, where? come on. What, so, come you on, played the, the, the redo or the reboot of the first one? The right? remake. I okay. did, yes. You did play it, yeah. okay. We I will touch on that at a later show is that in on more game detail, Pass? but I have. It is on Game yeah, Pass. Yeah, I'm gonna have to play that then. I forgot it was on Game Pass. Do we know if the um, second one's gonna be day one game pass or is it just as is? Well the first one wasn't day one game pass, so All I right. assume we'll It'll wait. It'll come and see. later, yeah, we'll see. Um developed by Black Forest Games again, who did the first one and <laughs> being made from scratch. Twenty twenty two for this, Jay. What what you thought? They haven't said that. I'm just, you know, what do you think? Will it come out twenty twenty two? Yeah, I mean, it should do. I, I remember them saying that the last one would come out in July of twenty twenty. Was it or twenty twenty one? I can't remember what they said. Twenty twenty sounds right to me. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, and they stuck to it. It came out exactly when they said it was going to. So, 
they seem to be one of the only game developers that can actually bring out a game on time and it still work properly. Oh, do you hear that? I think I think some shots were fired. Outside. Oh, a shade was thrown. Goodness gracious me. <laughs> this so is true, very big news for me, Jay. So, <laughs> God what? of War Ragnarok will be the last in the Norse mythology of the God of War lore, if you will. Well, what are they going to um, do after that? Well, okay, we don't know. the mythology, I yeah, also... I guess it's Norse now, right? But it, before it was uh, Greek, Greek mythology. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I clearly missed this because they actually announced this with the a kind of interview thing they did at the end of the PlayStation Showcase where they showed the big trailer for Ragnarok. So I clearly missed this. Oh. But this story is actually around the Santa Monica's creative director, Corey Barlog, i.e., sorry, a.k.a the director, creative director of the first God of War 2018 and God of War 2, one of the great PS2 games. And he had yes. an interview with a YouTuber called... Cap- oh, that was quick, wasn't it? I was speaking quick then. He had an interview <laughs> with a YouTuber called Captain Kuba, with the K. Kuba. Um, and yeah. I have quoted from uh, Eurogamer, so all credit goes to them, I guess. But he, quote, in quote, there are several reasons. I think one of the most important reasons is time, Barlog said in um, brackets. What, what would you call that? Like where they don't say it, but they say it. You know what I mean? Inferred. Yeah, there you go. The first game took five years, which is... Uh, yes. Wow. And um, the second game, I don't know how long it's going to take. 2018. Just throw out that it's going the last to take place to a similar time right yeah. to do this. If it comes out in 2022, sense. it's exactly five years later. Yeah. No, that's four, mate. So 2023 would be five. Oh, yeah, you're right. Well done. But but it's a similar time frame. Right? Yeah, similar, um, yeah. Slightly so, less just because they already had the framework, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so carries on, um, quote, then if you think, wow, a third one in that same time frame, and we're talking like a span of close to 15 years of a single story... I feel like that's just too stretched out. I feel like we're asking too much to say the actual yeah, completion of the story. That taking that long just feels too long. End of quote. He then explains to go why it's enough to conclude the story of Kratos and Atreus, the uh, the main two uh, characters of the game. Now we won't um, go into that because I just want to focus on this element, Jay, because he is so right. Mm. Okay, because I have sat down. And being like these, you know, these games or whatever, they're going to be incredible. And by the way they're phrasing it, it's going to be a trilogy. Like it's definitely going to be a trilogy, right? So there's a few things I've got to say on this, Jay. Firstly, they could be trying to fool us all, and the last game of this trilogy is actually a different mythology. Okay, could could happen in my opinion, yeah. or they're telling the truth, and it makes complete sense because I was sitting down, Jay, and I was like, yeah, you're right. It took them five years, and although they've got the framework of the game and what it's going to look like and blah 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 and how it's going to play blah 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 you know t- t- 10 to 12 years is too long for three games to come out it's just too long mate you know you're arguably talking about the end of the ps5 generation by the time this last god of war game comes out if it's a trilogy isn't right? that the same time frame as like halo games they roughly release two every decade or like maybe three every decade I think all three of the original Halo games came out in um, a decade. So 2005, well, 2004 to like 2013? Nah, I think it was... Like no, nine mate, years? Halo 3 came out like 2007. Oh, really? Yeah, I think Halo came out, what, like 2001? Okay, maybe six years, one every two years then, okay. Something like that? Yeah. Um. So, So, you know, 
t- 10 to 15 years for three games, Jay, is a really <laughs> long time. And an example of that is Rockstar, because GTA 6 isn't going to come, you know, for, for ages. you got and- to think, these aren't like next-gen games, though. They're going to take longer to make. I think we spoke about this really? like months and months ago, about how games are now going to take longer to make, but because it's with better technology, they should sort of even out in terms of like how quickly they take. Like It's almost like a give-and-take kind of thing where, yes, they're like a lot harder to make, so they're going to take longer, but because technology is really good, it's going to sort of like balance itself back out. So. I don't know, that's a hard one. Because yeah, you're it's right about that. A... Like another five years from now, you're gonna you're talking like most of the life cycle of this this console generation. Like yeah, what is it, every like seven years is like a console generation roughly. Yeah, seven to nine, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's kind of insane. Oh god. Oh, you're right. No, yeah, seven. Yeah, it's insane, dude. Um, so in a way, I'm glad they're finishing it, I guess. But in the same way, I'm like, oh, you know, we're not getting another game. But then the, hopefully the story will be more succinct, and then it, you know they haven't got wastage and stuff. However, it's also, you know, a wasted opportunity because we could see more of the Norse mythology in the God of War universe, but that's that's neither here nor there. They could be What's doing interesting... two lots of trilogies, but in two, in like three sets of two, so you've got first two games, Norse, the next two games, a different mythology, and then the last two games, a different mythology. So it's technically a trilogy, but it's like in sets of two. Yeah, they, that's... That, that It'll take a long. Cool. That's like t- in the next twenty years, though. <laughs> they do bloody one every. That's literally like three or four generations of consoles. Oh, dude. So w- something that's interesting to me is that after the trailer dropped, um, they sort of announced the main antagonists being Thor and Freya. Uh-huh. Yeah, Freya from the first game. And what's <laughs> interesting is that the- Thor's not in the first game, but um, Freya's you know fairly involved in the first game. So it makes you wonder, you know, like how much are we actually going to dive into these characters we've actually seen a lot of already? You know, like I want new. What's the you know? uh, the length of God of War, roughly? How long does it take you to finish? From Goldilocks, we talking me, we talking, talking full you, completion. and then I'll see. You know, I'll have a thing <laughs> in my head. Story or full completion? Full completion. Oh, I say fifty hours. Okay, so what's that like? Forty for me. Forty-five, maybe. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. Not too bad. That's actually quite a long time, but very similar to Horizon Zero Dawn um, playthrough, actually. Believe it or not. Okay. So yeah, that's um, that's all my news stories for the week. So Jay, let's move on to yours. Jay Watts broke my heart today, so um, he did I that. certainly did. I enjoyed. Reported by Callum P. Patterson. Sorry, at Dex- Dexerto. I don't know how to say that. Sure. During a live stream, uh, Jason Garza, who's the community co- community coordinator for Respawn, said to not get our hopes up for Titanfall 3. Quote, we don't have anything in the works. There's nothing there. End quote. Then that might be a bit of a... Uh, it's because they're still working there. on Apex, right? They're like on season 9 now or something. Makes them a hell of a lot of money, why, dude. Jay, why, why would you do this to me? Probably because they've made so much money since Apex come out that they thought well there's no point in developing a whole game if we know it's not going to make that much money I don't think Titanfall 2 did very well no no it didn't but it is becoming a bit of a cult classic on the old sales I think yeah I think the only reason Titanfall 1 did well is because it came out with the release of the Xbox One no yeah there you go yeah, it's right. one of those, I feel like there's like there's like a game that usually comes out around the same time as the release of a console and the only reason it does well is because it comes out with the release of a console 
trying to think what it would be for a Series X. What came out with Series X as a release title? Xbox exclusive. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Did we get I any? I don't remember if we did. I don't know. <laughs> well, for me, Jay, the definitive launch oh, of this generation. Oh, AC Valhalla came out. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Valhalla's my definitive. Yeah. That would have done well, regardless of when it came out, though. I guess. Defo. Oh well, I guess there's no version of that for what, this generation. What's Jay? I'm <laughs> in my head. I've got Camino, but it's not Camino. What's um the 360 rare game? Cameo. Uh, Cameo. Cameo. But with a K instead of a C. Yeah. The, I, that's the that's what that's your that's your example, right? Like yeah, that's, that a, that's the 361. Well. It only did well because it came out with the 360. Yeah. But I think a lot of people love that. I still love that game. It's a great game. <laughs> Dude, I adore Titanfall One and Two, but you're right. I know like you it do, makes yeah. sense to work on Apex. So my um, question to you would be: Would you yeah. like a Titanfall Three? Would you? Would that be? Are you interested in that at all? Do you not care? I would. Get it day one, probably. Oh wow! I thought you were going to say the opposite. I thought you were going to be like, "Nah, I'm good with just one and two. Dude, Titanfall is genuinely my favorite FPS franchise, like right now. Yeah, like, sure. like I love the multiplayer. I'm okay at it, and I like, I, I really like the campaign uh, for Titanfall two. And um, I've only got good things to say about the multiplayer. Like, it's an easy game for me to play, to whack on, and I'm okay at it. And that's that. You know, what would you like to see? be new features or like you know it's Titanfall 3 if there ever was one what would you want there to be new it's a great question Jay because mm-hmm. like what was the difference between 1 and 2 was there any sort of like a development mm. there or was it much the same 1 didn't have a campaign oh there you go there's the, there's the development already so for the third one I would expect Another type of revolutionary level. It's like it's in Titanfall 2 campaign, maybe two of those. I would expect a slightly longer campaign, uh-huh. but still a really super high quality one. So no baggage. I would expect a multiplayer, which has evolved in the normal multiplayer ways. You know, in Titanfall 2, you got swords. So in Titanfall 3, you know, maybe you've just got like hand to hand Titans who literally punch other Titans or something. You know, I don't know. Um, do I have a feeling there'd be a battle pass, right? <laughs> Dude. I feel I like every every multiplayer game now has a battle pass. Even if there's like it's still got like a free version of it or whatever, but yeah, everyone. I actually quite like that. I'm kinda of glad that most games have battle passes now. Because it kind of gives it gives me it gives me for another time. Goodness gracious. Actually, yeah, that'd be a good topic, but it does give me a good incentive to play multiplayer games more. I say there's definitely multiplayer games I've played just because of the battle pass. Or at least that's been like a good chunk of the reason. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that'll be something for the future. Okay, Jay, next up. Uh-huh. In the news that surprised everyone, aside from maybe Jay himself, Bandai Namco has announced that Tales of Arise has already... Sorry. Um, it's first time. Leave me alone. Surpassed 1 million units sold worldwide. Yeah. So I was I was very excited about this game before it came out, and then I played the demo, and I was like, nope. I'm good. Um, but I don't really care about that. I'm just I'm just happy that this game is actually like sold pretty well initially. I think like, any game that can make anything close to a million copies sold is pretty good. So the fact they've done it this early is pretty decent, and it kind of gives me hope for hopefully more development of other stuff that's uh, similar in the future. Just happy. I always like seeing games that um, you know 
give out their details about how much they've sold early. So just thought that was awesome. Hundred percent, dude. And apparently, it's the fastest selling title in the franchise. I was going to say, yeah, I think that's the other part of it is the fact that it's done so well and it being um, the one that sold the best or the most of the whole. I mean, there's, there's so many Tales games, insane. But yeah, it only makes sense that this uh, the next generation make a good one, you know. Absolutely, mm. and I think you'll agree with me, Jay, that it's just great to see JRPGs alive and well oh, today. JRPGs, yeah, they are the future, and the past, and the present. They are all very three. well, but you know, you've, we we've got our Final Fantasy 15s and seven remakes, you know, and we've got your Dragon Quest XI, and most importantly, and it... our Final Fantasy 13s. Thank you very much for missing that one out. The best one of them all. We'll move on. Uh, no, you know I love it. I mean, Josh, yeah. It's the best. Steam giveth and Steam taketh away, Jay. It certainly does. New World, <laughs> okay. the Amazon developed That's MMO, so is the most played game of 2021 on Steam, with 684,364 concurrent plays. This comes from IGN. How many? And an all-time peak. Oh, sorry, Wesley LeBlanc from IGN, and uh, all-time peak of seven hundred seven thousand two hundred thirty at the time of his writing. That's a lot. It's a lot of people, Jay. I want to get all your thoughts on this because I have no. Do you know expertise. what's funny about that? My mobile game that I play has more concurrent players. Would you believe? And um, that's where we'll leave the show, people. We'll, we'll see you. <laughs> No, I think that's cool. I'm just surprised because I'm just trying to think like, there's what other games have come out, you know, on PC that should have maybe gotten more players. I don't know. I think a lot of I think what it is is Blizzard has recently taken a bit of a tumble with their brand, and so people are trying to find anything to move on to away from WoW. And initially, it was Final Fantasy XIV. I think everyone moved to. Absolutely it's right. It's got a bit of a big push. I think Final Fantasy XIV is currently on its most concurrent players ever because they've all moved over. And now I think people are like, right, New World onto the next. They just want to like see if it's better than WoW, basically. Like the WoW killer, in quotes, has like been talked about for like decades at this point. They're just trying to find the next best thing. And I think people are a lot more willing. They've got a lot more spare cash after the in quotes after the pandemic to uh, give it a go basically they've everyone's bought their PCs and they've collected their their graphics cards as best they can and yeah. they've been like right new world here we go so I reckon that's probably why there's so many is because a lot more people have been able to over the last year I think is... it's cool though yeah, it's it, it's a cool story also because, you know, Amazon have finally had a bit of a success with their game that's true ventures. too, I've, yeah, Amazon have had a bit of a Rough start, I'd say. Definitely, they they needed a they needed a bit of something, a bit of a, a jump start somewhere. So even though they've got the most this? money, it's kind of saying no, I won't be able yeah, to play no, it. Right. As you know, unless it came out on console, which never would, I wouldn't be able to play it. My laptop okay. isn't good enough. But I'd love to. I'd love to if I could, but I can't. So I shan't. Have you ever played uh, Final Fantasy fourteen? Are you a big no, fan of it at all? Really wanted to. I, I'm a big fan of following MMORPGs, just not a big fan of playing them necessarily. I feel like they take up too much time. I feel like I was, which is why Destiny 2 or Destiny in general is like perfect for me because it's an MMO that's a bit more accessible. Like You can jump 100%. in and out and it feel like you're not missing out on too much. 
Whereas in MMO, you can't feel like you need to play it every day. If not, you just miss out. To a degree. It's very demanding. Yeah, very demanding. Yeah. Hard to jump back into, I think. On the point you mentioned, Jay, you're right. Amazon have got all the money, so you think you can just yeah, throw money think, at the problem. Yeah, but I but... think one of the... Uh, I can't remember... Was it What was the last game they tried to bring out? Was it the Lord of the Rings one, I think? Yeah, what, cancelled MMO? Yeah, I the think Rings? the lead designer of that just like quit. He was like, yeah, I'm good. Wow. I think it was because he had come from somewhere else where he said he had a lot of experience, but he didn't. He, this is like his first game he ever worked on. But I think oh, he okay. thought... Because he had a lot of money, it'd be easy to make a game. But they were like, "No, nope, money doesn't make a game. It's actually like talent that tends to make games." And skills, <laughs> and yeah, skill. yeah. It was like I thought money gets you that. He's like, "No, that's not really how it works, mate." But, right. Would you like to talk about the poor launch? Well, not poor. The um, the launch troubles that New Worlds had, or you, you know, any thoughts on that? I mean, the only sort of trouble it's had is people just getting in, which is typical, really, of most MMOs when they first mm-hmm. come out. Just Agreed. being able to, you know, handle that many players. Like the fact that this is the most that an MMO's had in its initial release in a while. Like it's a new game, especially one that's made by Amazon who doesn't really know much about what they're doing when it comes to the games. They're gonna find they're gonna have a bit of a rocky start, but I still think give it like a month, they'll be it'll be smooth sailing. It'll be so fine. Awesome. It'll be fine. Alrighty. So the big one, boys and girls and girls and boys. From today, at the time of recording on Thursday, I won't tell you the date. Ladies and gentlemen, two important games have come to Game Pass. Um, not important because they're outstanding games in their own right, in in my <laughs> humble opinion, yeah. but rather because Jay has both of these games yeah. because one of them is Avengers and the other is Scarlet Nexus. Jay, should we handle Scarlet Nexus first because it's slightly smaller of a topic? Yeah, I think I bought Scarlet Nexus maybe middle of August or like end of August. Not When did it come out? March? Uh, yeah, beginning of the year, I think. Uh, but yeah, I bought it on sale and that's I've obviously been duped because that sale was obviously <laughs> the pre-sale to them releasing it on... Uh... problem with releasing it on Game Pass... Problem is they didn't. They only announced that it was coming on Game Pass earlier today, and then they released it on the same day. They they tricked people because usually game, they give the Game Pass like a good two or three weeks notice of like, oh, by the way, this game's coming out in two or three weeks on Game Pass. Nope, same day. So annoying. Had I known this was coming, I would have obviously not bought it before. But I'm not. I'm again. I you know. I'm not too fussed because at least I own it now. Uh, you know, to a degree. It goes away on it. You yeah. At least it. I can still have it. Exactly. Which I'm a bit scared about with like certain games that they're going away and me not being able to play them again until they come back. So. Um, yeah. On Scarlet Nexus J. Started. Um. On Game Pass. Sorry. No. Sorry. I was going to make a point on Game Pass. Do you think this is an element of growing pains where, you know, they're still trying to figure out things, you know, for instance, announcing a game that's coming to Game Pass and then launching it the same day? It doesn't seem right, does it? It kind of makes me feel targeted. It's very, <laughs> it's very, oh, it's like they deliberately went, right, we're going to trick this one person. Um, so is it no, on sale now? Yeah, it's literally out now, I think. Is it, no, no, is it on sale now, sorry? No, it's on Game Pass. Because I was just wondering. It, it was on the, sale was about on... two or three, well, about a month ago. I think is when I okay. bought it, roughly end of August. So I reckon oh, they timed I see. it. Yeah, it's not that long ago. I understand. No. Yeah. 
That's so cheeky they did that. That's so typical. And Jay, the big one, um, which we didn't think was going to come to Game Pass for a while, and I suppose it's been a year now, but Avengers. Yeah, I think this is the only way they're actually going to make any money. Because they're also going to get a cut of that Game Pass money, so... I don't know, they're obviously not doing very well. I reckon this will increase the player base a little bit, the fact that you can get it for Game Pass now. And I reckon that they're just banking on the fact that because the player base is going to increase only a slight amount, it'll actually be enough to carry the game for another couple of months until they release the next character. They basically just need to tie themselves over, which is what Game Pass is. I don't know how long it'll be on Game Pass. I predict... how long? What's like the usual amount of time for Game Pass games to be on? Think like six months, three, yeah, three to six months. Yeah, I reckon this will be max six months. Anything less than that would be like you know, average, I guess. So, I can't imagine it'll be on there too long. It'll probably be on there until maybe the end or like the next of the end of the next character. So, once the next character comes out, by the time that event ends, it'll probably somewhere around there, it'll probably won't be on Game Pass anymore. So but I have you no idea you think it'll get a pretty thing. big boost? When you want it should it, you know, do. Game, I mean, how many people have Game Pass? Millions? Millions. There you go. There's your boost. Enough people probably looked at the price and went, nah, I'm good. And they had Game Pass already and went, yeah, might as well try it. There'll be enough people who go, I'll try it to, for it to get Definitely. increased. And then hopefully those people will just buy microtransactions, which they probably won't. Especially but. for that game. Yeah. Like, that's a game where people wouldn't buy it, but would try it. Honestly, I kind of feel like um, Game Pass is a bit of a... Uh, a handout for a lot of games, especially ones. It almost feels like the the graveyard. Game Pass kind of feels like a bit of a graveyard. Almost like actually more. It's more like Limbo. It's kind of like the place you go once you die, and then you get judged on whether you need to fully die or get come back to life. You know. <laughs> I get yeah. I it get really is like, like Game Pass is genuinely limbo for games. Like the games that haven't perhaps done as well as they would have hoped yeah. go in a game. So this, it's almost like a like second chance. The trial it's just a second of chance. The, like the Emperor's trial. You yeah, know, it literally like, is. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, exactly. Down, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a great, great um, analogy or metaphor. What one of those? Scarlet yeah, Nexus probably didn't do as well as it hoped. Even though I'm pretty sure right. it sold quite a lot actually in its first weekend. It not never sure. sells as well as they'd hope, you know. No, you I, know guess what not, I, mean? I guess you not. Know. But no, yeah, Game I, Pass I, I will it, be it a does, good boost yeah. for a lot of these things. Definitely. And just lastly on the Avengers thing, then you're not you're not interested at all, even after all that <sighs> oh, investment and I know. No, I feel you like love, I got, well, you didn't love it, but I played it for like two weeks, so I feel like I got a good amount of time out of it. I you eat money's worth. Yeah, I'd say so. I, I, it's usually a pound per hour, right? So sixty a sixty pound game right. should be sixty hours minimum. Absolutely. Uh, I think I paid somewhere around there, and I think I probably played it for like sixty, seventy hours. So yeah, I, I got my money's worth, as far as I'm concerned. Really? And last up, Jay, on the fake gaming news, uh, the least surprising news since Bill Clinton had an affair. Called it, dude. Sony Interactive Entertainment to acquire blue point games i'd love Jay if i could like it... i'd love if i could go back to the exact moment and the exact podcast where i just like a clip of me being like yo i bet blue point are gonna get bought out by sony i just know it or we there's lots of rumors flying say. around there was the leak they were denying it um and finally it's official and i um, think when i, I pre- think... started to predict it is probably when they maybe started talking about it that might have been why 
because usually I've a lot predicted of, it for a while now. A lot of these um, acquisitions that they call acquisition, acquisition, uh, acquisitions. acquisitions. Yeah. A lot of the acquisitions take time. They take a lot of time to, of talking and deals and making sure everything's legally written out and written up and everything. So they probably started talking about it around the time we thought it might happen, and then obviously since then it's taken that long for them to actually make it official. So. Yeah, I think it was fairly obvious, honestly. Once uh, it, you know the Demon Souls thing was coming out, I was like, "Yeah, Sony are definitely going to pick these guys up." No doubt about that. They're too good at making uh, making remakes. Absolutely. Too good. And at it. yeah, D- Demon Souls, Shadow of the Colossus, Nathan Drake Collection—they're yeah. fantastic studio. Yeah, they've got fantastic a good portfolio studio. so far, and I think they're going to go far uh, in terms of making uh, remakes and redo things. So. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see them around for a long time or a decent amount of time. So quick, another quick uh, interlude. Please check out our social media channels if you so desire. We've rebranded them all. They are active and going. Um, active from our lovely Goldilocks gamer himself. I try. So we've got the old FB. We've got uh-huh. the old Twitter. We've got Instagram. And I think we've got YouTube also. Yeah. So uh, you'll find some cool stuff on there. Some unique content. Actually, All of our previous content from last time we did this. Yeah. <laughs> All 39 previous uh, episodes. Yeah, Plus they're on YouTube specials. and they're on SoundCloud as well. And um, hopefully they're on other places if everything goes according to plan. Elle's actually working on changing our iTunes logo because I can't do it. So he's gonna have a go. Okay. Just spread the word. Just tell everyone how good we are. Basically, that that would be <laughs> my task for everyone this week. Jay, something uh something a bit old now. Something a bit a bit more relatable to the old show, if you will, the old incarnation. Uh, guess who's review? Yeah. Are we? Do you know what's funny good? about this? So I still have the score from previous uh games we've played. Very good. The score is currently twenty-two to twenty-one. Me being the twenty-two, you being the twenty-one. So this is oh your God. this is your chance to uh, to get ahead or at least equalise, or maybe get no points. We'll see. And I the uninitiated. Oh, okay, uh, this go. is a game that me and Jay created where we pick a game review of random, yeah, and we pick three quotes from that game review, and then we'll release each uh, quote. Um, with more points being you get the first quote and then less being the yeah, last Yeah, so three, quote. two, one, first quote, three points, second quote, two points, third quote, one point, and then if you don't get it at all, zero, I guess. That we'll see correct. how we do. But the funny thing, I've actually had this uh, review, guess his review, since in preparation for the last podcast that we did, so like uh, from January or, or whenever it was. Oh dear. So I've had it since then ready to go on my laptop just... So I will have to prepare for next time now, but yeah. Are you excited about this? I am. I'm kind of like I kind of feel like you're gonna get this, but we'll see. I think this is like a this is a this is a medium difficulty, I'd say. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Okay. Number one, a living world where anything can happen. It both gives you tremendous freedom to explore an astonishingly well realized world. Jay, that is literally every open world game. Exactly. Oh, Christ. Okay. Can you read it? Um, 
I know we don't usually ask questions, but no, would you, you say that you if I if I think of the right game, I would be able to get it from that quote, so to speak? Like, are there elements in there? Do you think within that quote? Yeah, I mean. Okay. All right. All right. To a degree, it's please? extremely vague, but yeah. <laughs> can you repeat the quote, please? Okay, a living world where anything can happen. It both gives you tremendous freedom to explore an astonishing well, an astonishingly well realized world. So it's an open world that's extremely realistic. That's about as much as I can give you. Yeah. So when they say realistic, I'm wondering whether they mean realistic in in the world, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, by either how it the, looks the... or by what you can do. Right. Yeah. One of those, I imagine, or both. I don't think you're going to get it on the first one. I think you'll get it on the second one almost immediately, which is annoying. I've got a game in mind, but I don't think... Well, you, you, can, you, own, you only have it. one guess per quote, so take a guess. Yes. If you All get right. it wrong, I'll move on to the next one. Okay. Is it Horizon Zero Dawn? It is certainly not. <sighs> I thought he was going to say yes! Right. I reckon you'll get it on this one. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. The plot happily operates at the boundaries of plausibility, sending you out to ride dirt bikes along the top of trains, hijack military aircraft, and engage in absurd shootouts. Now, the fact that you haven't guessed it already worries me. Repeat that quote. Okay. The plot happily operates at the boundaries of plausibility, sending you out to ride dirt bikes along the top of trains, hijack military aircraft and engage in absurd shootouts. So what I mean, game can you ride a dirt bike on top of a train and hijack military aircraft and engage in absurd shootouts? And no, it's not that one, it's the other one. It's not that one. I mean, it might be, but I feel like I know what you're thinking, but it could be, I don't know, it's hard. Like, I feel oh, like this no. is a very 50-50 uh, quote for you, I'd say. God, this is bad. Is it GTA Five? certainly is. Oh, well done. I had a feeling you, you would either say uh, uh, Just Cause. Yes, that was definitely up there. Yep. Yeah, or you'd say GTA Five. So, yes, you now have actually, two points. Actually, for a minute, thank you. I actually, so for a minute, thought it was Red me. Dead, and then I remembered you said Yeah, exact Dirt Bike. Yeah, that's exactly it, yeah. But then I also said hijack military aircraft. And I think you can hijack military aircraft <laughs> in Red Dead. The thing is, they're both rock stars. So, Dutch! You know. Dutch! Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh... Oh, man. So yeah, I've had that. I've, I've been waiting to tell you that since January. So thank you. That's a great Guess Who's review because... I actually um... want to tell you the third one because you, you, you should, definitely should get it from the third one. Yeah, no, that's a great one because it's such a big game. Go on. This three-character structure makes for an excellent pacing and great variety in the storyline, but it also allows you to co uh, compartmentalize different aspects of the game's personality. So the main part of that quote is the three-character structure. For sure. There's obviously three characters you can play at one time. So. For sure. I um, thought Jay, that one would probably be do you know where obvious. you got the review from, mate? IGN, probably. IGN. Review from Keza McDonald from mm. IGN. There you go. Yeah. Well, that was excellent, Jim. Your turn next time to come up with one. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Any final thoughts you would like to say, Jay, before I close this out? 
did you want to discuss any of the games that you have played over the last blah 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 or do you want to leave them for now we'll leave them for now there's plenty of time okay. to talk about this all right jay well i think we've already said this quote but i would like to finish with a quote yeah from kratos in god of war 2018 don't be sorry be better interesting do you know when that. he said that? At the exact moment. What do you mean? I know the exact moment when he said it. Okay, go on then. Oh, okay. I believe it's quite early on in the game and Atreus is hunting a boar or a deer. I think it's a boar or something. He misses, and I think he misses a couple of times, and then he starts getting angry, I think, and Kratos is like... You know, getting like just calm down, just like stop being rubbish. And he's like, eh, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And he's like, "Don't be sorry, be better." Right. Okay. Interesting. I'm sure there's I a lesson there. I think that's the moment. <laughs> I'm sure there's oh, a lesson there. Incredible quote. Incredible quote. Okay. And I would like for everyone to ponder on that. Jay, thank you so much for everything. I hope you enjoyed the show. It's been uh-huh. a pleasure having you on, and um, all the rest of it. Yeah. Always fun. Good. And with that, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Enjoy. Have a good weekend.